We are on page How to Prosper in Hard Times. We're going to be on page 9. We had a couple of scriptures that we liked finishing last week. Um, talking about is it okay to expect something when you give. And we had done, of course I'm not near, near about all the scriptures, but we just tried to hit some highlights. But we did some giving scriptures. But uh, let's go to Proverbs chapter 3. We'll look at it and we'll look at Malachi on, on the, the tithing side here. Proverbs chapter 3. And then we'll go to Malachi 3 if you want to find both of them. You know these. We there? I still see some pages turning. All right, Proverbs three, verse nine. It says, "Honor the Lord with thy substance, with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty." And thy presses burst out with new wine. So we see here in every scripture we read, when God asks us to do something, He attaches a benefit to it. That if you're willing to help Him, uh, you know, in, in Deuteronomy 8, 18, it says that He gives us the power to get wealth that He may establish His covenant uh, in the world. Well, what's His covenant? His covenant, He wants the people. He said, I'm willing to supply y'all with, with plenty of, of, of finances if you'll help me get the people. That, that's what he's after is the, is the people. Right? Malachi 3. And we won't spend much time on, on verse 9. Uh, we talked about that the other week about, but I do, I, I think, uh, let's go to verse 9. Malachi 3, 9. It says, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. And we talked about that the other week. You know, that, that, that people have used that to condemn people for not giving. Say, well, if you don't give, you're going to be, you know, God's going to get you. But people that do that don't understand God. Um, there's a series called, called the Kumash. It's, it's the rabbis and the sages, uh, history and oral, you know, there was two, there was two laws. You had the written law, which is the first five books of the, uh, of the Bible. And then God, uh, Moses gave the oral law. And he told them, you know, when you're standing at the gate or when you're sitting at supper or when you're walking by the way, talk about these things. Talk about the, ex, you know, the, this oral law explains the written law. And, you know, kind of like a lawyer takes the written law, it's kind of wrote blunt and precise. And then he kind of interprets it, you know. That's what the oral law was, was really what was God was saying. And, and we've done the same thing with the Ten Commandments, you know. We, we took them and made them negative in punishment. But the Bible says God is love. And when you read the Kamash, the Ten Commandments kind of goes like this. You don't need to covet your neighbor's stuff. Because I, I'm God, I love you, and I give you something just as good. You know, I, that's a whole different way of interpreting the Ten Commandments than the way way we done. You know, hey, hey, you don't, you don't, you don't need to commit adultery. I'll give you a wife that you'll be so proud of that you'll never even want to look at another woman. See, that, that's how it was written. Those things were to keep 
people in line to keep them in the blessing flow. That was the purpose of the Ten Commandments, to keep them focused. Hey, I don't need to do that. I don't need to step out of the blessing to do that because I can get that and better with God. See, it's a whole different way of, of, of looking at it than the way we've been been taught. See, it was all about love. I'll tell you something really funny that I read in the... If you read Deuteronomy 28, you know it says, blessed in the city, blessed in the field. You know, and we talk about that. We think about, well, everything we do is blessed. Everything we do is going to work out right. But you know what the number one blessing in, in that the, uh, the, the scribes wrote about? You're going to find this real funny. Having an outhouse on your block. That's a blessing in the city. I thought, you know, that is a blessing to have an outhouse on. What if it was two blocks away? Some of us better change underwear, you know what I mean? <laughs> You know, you know, you know, but that, but you know, that's how far. Gotta it, go, gotta go. Yeah, we gotta go. You got, you gotta go. You know, I got you. But in our society, we 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 so Western minded that, that you know we we don't we don't think about the, the, those conveniences. But a lot of that, the the blessing was about them having those those those, those conveniences, and also we, we we miss it a lot because we're always. The way we've been taught is, is we look at everything on the, on the negative side, you know. And God's not out to get us because if He was, He'd already got us. He don't, He don't have to go out of His way. He could have already done it if He wanted to. You know, He could already, we all have done something bad enough. He could have already took us all out if He wanted us to, you know. But He don't. He wants you to help Him get somebody else. Alright. Verse 10. Bring you all the tithe. Can you hit that air conditioner? Bring you all the tithe into the storehouses. There may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be enough room to receive it. I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. He shall not destroy the fruit of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. Now I read this. That's one of my daily reading. I read it every day. But I read it in the New Living. I want to show you this in the New Living. Come on, get up there. There we go. It's the New Living NFT translation. It says, bring all the tithe into the storehouse so there be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you and pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. In other words, see if I'm wrong. Participate in, in this and see... If your crops won't be abundant, I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of Heaven's army. Now, so what I do is, I, I, I put, hey, my chickens and pecans will not fall, won't die in the field. Whatever, whatever relates to you, your job, because that's the blessing of tithing, is that whatever you do, prosper, see. And, uh, and he said, just try it. Just put me to the test, you know. So when, when, so when you look at these scriptures, you know, we see that, like we said before, we don't, we don't give to get. That's not the purpose, but by your being willing to participate in God's system, then He's saying, I have benefits for you. So then the question would be, so what do I do when I have a, a financial need? Well, you, you turn it in your book. Because we know our, our, that everything we need is already in the earth. We, we go to God on our giving and on our tithers' rise. You say, hey, say, God, you know, 
I'm a giver, I'm a tither, so I know your supply is already in the earth for this need. Show me where it is. Show me my part. Show me where I'm supposed to do to get it. Because I know your word doesn't lie. See, that's a whole different way of praying than, than, than we pray when we have money problems. Alright. Chapter 9. Uh, chapter 9. Page 9. We're going to read these first couple of paragraphs. Then he's going to ask us some, some questions on these next two pages. On how to prosper in hard times. Alright, the, it says prospering through divine laws. And we, we've talked about this many times that everything in the Bible is about spiritual laws. Our understanding of them. The only way men prosper is through cooperation with divine laws. Even an unbeliever implementing a divine law will be more prosperous than a Christian who does not. You ever seen a generous non-believer? There's a lot of them, and they, they, they do really good. And I mean, seed time and harvest works because it is a spiritual law. It's not a Christian thing. It's a spiritual law, just like gravity is a law. You know, it works for everybody. You know, and these spiritual laws do, this, do the same. Being in a right relationship with God in your heart does not mean His laws of provision are implemented in your life. I want to read that again. Being in a right right relationship with God in your heart does not mean His laws of provision are implemented in your life. That's what we're going to talk about on this next page. The love and affection we feel toward God does not mean we are operating in an understanding of His kingdom financial principles. It just means we have a grasp of His amazing love. And you can see this all through through the Gospels. When, when Jesus says things like, I give you the keys to the kingdom, or seek the kingdom of God first, He's always telling you what God's laws are and how they operate when He makes those statements. What is a key? Say, I give you the keys to the kingdom. I give you what? The keys. The, the, the key issue, right? The thing that makes it work. See, when you see that, that's what He's trying to, He's telling you in those He's teaching his disciples or whatever he was teaching at that time what what you need to know to activate these things and make them work in our in our life. Have you have you ever been around anybody been around Jewish people? We used to, I used to work with a lot a lot of them. I actually he was owned by by Jewish people. They don't think or, or, or and, and, and talk like we do. They talk from a child. That, that they have the blessing of Abraham. They, they expect everything they do to, I mean, it's no question, it's gonna work out. I don't know what kind of dips and turns and things it's gonna have to, to happen to make it, but you'll never find one of them that are taught negative about his situation. Because they're taught from a young child these principles in, 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 in the law of prosperity. And they, and you look, what do we say about most Jewish people? They're what? Wealthy. Hmm? Because they understand these financial principles and they know how to execute them, see? And, and that's what we try to do in this class, in this church, is, is teach everybody how to live in the kingdom of God. That's what we need to know. How, how do I take these words off of this Bible? How do I make it a reality in my life? Without it, it means nothing. If I can't take by His stripes, I'm healed and get healing, then what's it there for? It's not that I can't get healed, it's I don't understand 
how to make it a part of my life. See, same thing with finances or your children or whatever. See, we have to know how to take these words and activate that in our life to make our life better. And that's what they're there for. Because what we do, our life, our example, how we live our life is what brings people to want to know about God, not what we say. They can see it in our lives. They can see it working in our lives. They can see the change in us. They, they, and, and then that attracts them. How, how come things always work out for you? You know, you, you can get hit with the worst news, but seem like every time, you know, it, it turns around and, and, and works out. See, that's the way it's supposed to be for Christians. We're not going to dodge the problems that the world has. In the world, you will have tribulation. But we should have a better solution and a better way out, and we should come out of it every every time. And when we don't, then our question is not, why did this happen to me, God? Or why didn't you help me, God? Our question has to be, where did I miss it at? Where did I take the wrong turn? Where did I get the wrong information from? Because He can't lie. It's always on our side that we miss it, not on His side. Because he's already made the, he said, every trial you have, he says in, is it Philippians or Hebrews? I give you a way of escape. He's already made the way of escape. But we get so caught up in it that we don't look for that way of escape. We rather question why, you know, and, and feel sorry for ourselves and do all those kind of things instead of trying to get out of it. Embracing ourselves for lost ones should be looking at the end, then we're just not at the end yet. This is the, the most important thing of our life, maybe next. That's right. But do you ever like believe for something and you did miss it, and then it almost scares you to come and try again because you don't want to mess it up? Oh yeah. But who did that bother? Did it bother you or did it bother God? I, I missed it more than I got it. I mean, yeah, it bothered yourself. But he, but 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 let me say this about God: if you miss it trying to get it right, he's always going to cycle it back around and give you another shot. Because it's His will that you get there. See, those dreams and those hopes and those aspirations, He gave that to us because He wants to see us get there, but He wants to get there His way. See, so when you miss an opportunity, don't think that it's that it's gone. and It probably won't be in the same form or the same fashion, but it'll come back around because He's got a place that He needs every one of us to be. See, and, and He needs us to get there to, to, to help Him. Because you think now, you just got to think, Look at God sometimes. How how hurt it is when 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 we all got children in here, right? Could 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 you send one of them to hell knowing what hell is? Huh? But 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 that's what he's saying. You just think how many people go to hell and and, and when the judgment happens, all those people that that because they, they, they denied this are gonna to go to hell. That, that that's that's gonna if I say hurt God, upset God, whatever you want to say it, because He loves us more than we could ever love our normal children. See, and He designed that better way for us, and it breaks His heart when we don't choose that way. But I think it breaks His heart even worse when us lazy Christians don't try to help others find the way when they could have been changed and they could have been turned and things could be different. But but we don't want to take the time out of our busy life to do it. See, I think that breaks his heart more than than the other. That I got y'all, 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 y'all. You say all the right things, but you do nothing about it. It's hard living, but that's the truth. And we're gonna we're gonna stand before God, 
That's what Revelation says. You know, we're going to have to give an account for every time we had opportunity and we didn't take it. And if those people are in hell, that blood's going to be on our hands. You know, and I've told y'all this many times. You know, I know there's two or three people that are in hell today because, cause of me. I had opportunity and I was too coward to do anything about it. But, but I had to suck it up and say, hey, never again. Never again. You know, and, and I, and I say that like that. And I believe God gives everybody opportunity. I don't know that, that, that they're in hell. I don't need to say it that way. But the way they live their life, you know, indicated there was not a lot of change. Uh, you know, so, so, you know, but, but it, but the point to me was that I seen them, I seen, I, I seen one of them the day before he passed, you know, and didn't say anything. Cause I didn't, you didn't know he was going, that's what I thought he was going to pass, but that's not the point. It don't matter what you know, it's a matter of what your job is. See, our job is to leave Jesus everywhere we can, and we don't want to be obnoxious and obnoxious and in people's face, cause that turns people off. You know, these signs that say, turn or burn, well, you ain't telling them nothing they don't already know. You know, you ain't helping them with that. They already know they're going to hell. They need to know that there's a way that is better. Because most people don't want to be Christians. Why? Because they think we're worse off than they are. Isn't that the reality? Christians supposed to be poor, supposed to be broke. God's going to put all these problems on you. Well, I got enough problems without God putting more problems on me. What do I want to do that for? See, we, we sow a gloom and doom gospel and people don't want none of that. And we focus on all these don'ts instead of we focus on the do's. You tell people what what they what they can do and what they can have, then they don't care about the don'ts. They'll take care of themselves. See, if they understand what the good part of it is. I didn't mean to preach. It ain't my Sunday. Somebody else Sunday today. <laughs> Come on. But it is an important part, you know. You think about uh, we what we keep on saying is we're supposed to believe in God and love with everyone. So everybody here know someone there they have that perfect demeanor or a problem come along they deal with it and they you say i wish i i wish i had that i wish i had that ability to mm-hmm. you know to have that you know the love that whatever they show you know you know they're teaching them honestly they're teaching us and we're supposed to be they're supposed to be living that example that's right you know, we're not picking up on it but everybody needs to find out what they're supposed to be doing you know and and and, and, and everybody ain't Ain't called to do everything. You got to find out what your place is. It may not be up here. It, you know, it, it, you just find it out, and that's where your blessing is. That's where your contentment is. That's where you will impact people. Is whatever that is He's got for you to do. You know, and most of y'all don't won't believe this, but when I'm not up here doing this, I want to be in the back seat, and I don't want to be called out. I don't want to be looked at. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't I, I'm not an in front people. I'm not a crowd person. You know, you got some of these people you know that just can just talk to anybody. I don't know what to say to most nobody. You know, I, I just like what instead of thinking in your mind, what 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 can I say? What can I ask? What can I see? I, I, I just not me, but but this is what I'm called to do. And and uh, I was telling somebody the other week. You know, I, I just got where I say no now. When people want me to come speak, but they want to give me a subject, I don't do good at that. Because when I when I do what I do up here, I didn't come up with this. He laid some scriptures on my heart. I dig them out and I study them, and 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 that's how I teach it. You know, we we have this fatherhood workshop at the prison. You know, and uh, they they everybody a topic. You know, and I did one one time, and I said no, not not no more. I, I that's you know, but they got some of those guys. Man, it's just like knocking it out of the park. They can just 
they can just do it. You know, it just flows and it's so good and so smooth. So you just got to find your place and learn when it ain't you. It's just it ain't you. It's okay. You know, just say no. Go to a. This wasn't in the list, but but since we're talking about this, go to Deuteronomy twenty-eight. And if you don't read this every day, you need to read it two or three times a week, verses 1 through 14. Let me find my verse. Okay. Where's the head and not the tail at? Okay, verse 13. Everybody, Deuteronomy 28. I have these on, you know, old on my phone, so I don't, I don't read them in the Bible every day. Deuteronomy 28, 13. And I, I show you how, how I deal with, with my problems. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. Thou shalt be above what? Thou shalt be above what? Only. Every time I'm not above only, I go to God. Okay, this is what you said I'm supposed to be. Now, I'm I'm sucking hind tit right now. I need to find out what I'm supposed to be doing. See, but I'm above only. I, I'm supposed to be on top of this thing, not it on top of me. See, and it may take four or five times. You just got to keep coming. Out. Okay, God, you said that if I acknowledge you in all my ways, you would direct my paths. I, I need some direction here. I, I, you know, I need some wisdom here. Where did I miss it? Where, where, how's this thing? Because usually we deal with the same thing. Over and over and over, and sometimes long periods of time, you know. And so, but we're supposed to be above only every time, every circumstance, every issue, no matter what it is. Now that takes some digging and some correction, because if we don't accept the correction, we can never get above only, because it's us, it's our end that's making the disconnect. There's some kind of correction in our thinking, in our talking, in our action, in our doing that we may need to correct. To be able to get there. But it's His will for us to win every time. Why? Because that draws people to want to know why. See? Then we, then we can talk to Jesus when they want to know why. You had the same problem I did. How come you, your result didn't turn out like mine? See? They're those questions that, that, that get it started. See? Alright. That wasn't in the lesson plan, but it was pretty good. Alright, page 10. We're going to look at a couple of questions on, on these two pages here. But I want, on that first paragraph, I want, to, I want to read that middle sentence. A divine law misapplied does not automatically work out because it was implemented by a Christian with good heart. Good intentions don't get us nowhere. We got to know the principles. You know, you, good intentions don't 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 get you from here to Clow if you're driving. You 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 come out here on the 15, and you turn left, and you say, "Man, I'm going to Clow. I'm going to Clow. Are you ever gonna get to Clow? You're gonna end up in Skipperville, right? Good intentions don't get you where you want to go. Understanding the principles, and that's what take that that that, that Christians we don't want to do, or just people in general take the time. Turn the TV off or whatever it is we got to do to really research our problem 
in the Bible and find out what He's got to say about it and find out what we're supposed to do about it and put it behind us. See, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes a want to. And, and that's, that's discipline is hard for all of us, you know. All of us want to watch Barney Five and all that stuff because we don't, you know, it's relaxing. But you'd rather <laughs> do that and keep your problem or you'd rather turn that off and get rid of your problem. That's, that's, cause we make choices from the day we're born. And, and, and how we end up is decided by the choices that, that, that we decide to make. Alright? Now I'm going to ask you this question. You see it in big bold letters. Does prayer produce money? What about it? Does prayer produce money? Y'all act like y'all don't know. You don't want to ask. You're scared to answer. It's the wrong answer. <laughs> it's a simple question. Does prayer produce money? We won't read the next two chapters. But my grandmother, she had five youngins during the Depression. No husband. She, her and the kids, they picked cotton. But, but she would pray all night long. I remember we spent a week at her house every, every summer during the summer, and 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 I I, I just I, every day all day she went around under her breath praying and she'd hear it all the time Jesus 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 I mean just all the time in in God's face and just as poor and just as poor and just as poor why because it ain't a prayer problem it's a divine law and divine principle problem. See, the, the the laws have to be implemented. Faith has to have action. You'll never get this room lit up if you don't decide to turn the switch. You can pray God from now till you fall out into this floor. Lord, we need some light in this building. Lord, we need some light in this building. What are we going to do about the light? Oh, we got to have some light. And you don't ever decide to do anything about the light. What's your result going to be? You're going to be in the dark. Right? So the answer is... Yes, you got to have prayer. This is just Vic talking. Because we need the wisdom of God. But we got to take the principles that we know and, and apply them to get them to work. They, they're not going to work if we don't do anything with them. Right, prayer, you see on the next page. Prayer is not a scriptural seed for money. And hold that thought and just turn the page. We just answer these questions here. He's fit to help us answer them. The heart of a receiver. Everything in your life hinges on your willingness to receive. Even salvation cannot be earned. It must be received as a gift. Now, this was one of the hard, being raised partly in church, this was one of the hardest things for me to get past, to, to understand. I don't want to say we was taught wrong. People taught, I, I believe, to the best of their ability. But God has done done everything He's going to do. When Jesus died on the cross, He said it's finished. He took those stripes for our healing. He said He was made poor that we might be Rich. If you go through the crucifixion, he took authority over every circumstance, everything that we could ever run up against and conquered it for us. 
See? So our we have to learn how to receive. See, the word salvation, go to Romans 10. That word salvation, and most of y'all know this, it's going... The word salvation, all the words saved are, are two Greek words. One is soteria and the other... I might just went, went blank. Sozo and soteria. There we go. So in, in Romans 10, 10, it says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That word salvation is the word soteria. And see, we, we, we think when we talk about saved and salvation, we just talk about being born again. But that Greek word includes everything. It includes deliverance, preservation, safety, and soundness. When you got saved, you received not going to hell, but you received deliverance, you received preservation, you received safety, you received soundness, all of that at the same time. See, when you got, when you ask God to forgive you of your sins, you become a Christian. There was no outside change. You look the same as you did when you went down there, right? But, but because you believed that He saved you, you got up and started acting different. Is that right or wrong? That acknowledgement, we believed He forgave us, and because we believed He forgave us, it changed our actions. Okay. That is the same principle that works everything in the kingdom of God. It works the same way. When he said by his stripes we are healed, when we are sick, we have to believe that he has already provided that healing and we have to start acting, thinking, and talking like we already have it, just like we did when we got saved. So you become saved by choice and by action, right? You become healed by choice and by action. You become your, your needs met by choice and by action. It's, it's all the same process. That, that that same faith you use to get saved is the same process for whatever the need is. What's your children, your job? It doesn't matter. It's the same process. We pray, we believe, and then we act, talk, and think. Like we already had it, just like we did with salvation, see? And that new thought process began to make you act different, talk different, do different. Is that right or wrong? Same thing, see? We have to learn to, re- it's about receiving. It ain't about getting God to do anything, cause He's already done it. What did He say in Romans? All of His promises are what? Yes and Amen. And what Amen means, so be it, right? Yes and so be it. Whatever the need. I already promised it. Yes and so be it. Now, you got to understand the Because it's why. When we pray, what does Mark 11, 23 say? What's the things you desire when you pray? Believe you receive them. And what? You shall have them. Not when you get it. When you pray, you believe. You begin to see yourself with it when you pray. Go, go there. Mark 11, 23. I'm sorry, 11.24. We there? Mark 11.24. We getting there. Oh, I heard that. We getting there. 
All right. Therefore, so he's talking about what he just said in verse 23. I say unto you, whatsoever ye desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. So, if we're in line with this, we do our shouting right then. Because we don't really understand this verse, we get excited when we actually see it. Oh, God answered my prayer. We believe He answered it because we actually saw it. But that's not scriptural, see? This says that we believe we receive it when we pray it. We see how we, we change that mental image and we begin to see it right then. That, that, it, that need is met. Whatever change. And the hardest part sometimes is painting that new image. Getting that old image out of your mind, painting that new image. See, because then your faith links to that image. Oh, I see myself. You know, I, I couldn't lift my hand up. But now I, I see myself with my hand up. See, and I begin to paint that image. Thank you, Lord. I, I can raise my hand all the way through. My shoulder don't hurt. See, and I begin to, I begin to press. That faith makes me begin to press in that new image. I begin to press into that new thing that I see. See, because I believed it, that it would happen to me when I prayed. I received it right then. See, and in the spirit realm, God said what? It's done. So be it. See? He already did it in the spirit realm right when you prayed it, see? But we gotta get it from the spirit to the natural, see? And we do that by repainting that image, and that's something for us to hold our faith to. And you may have, when it comes to, when it comes to your bank account, you may have to, to, to get a different check register and just write you some new numbers on it. Because when I say, hey, look at your check register right now, see $10,000 on that top line. Most of us can't see that, we see whatever we saw last. See, it's hard to get away because you've already. I see your head, Mary. Mary, 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 Mary turn her head so. Eric, tell her what it is. So sometimes you may have to physically to get that new image. You may have to do something physical to give you something to attach it to. See, in there, and then because because you need that image because your faith will anchor on that image and say no that 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 I see that that's me now not. Not, not this. That, 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 that's me. That's me. And every time you have that thought, no, no, it ain't, it ain't, it's, it's that, it's that, it's that. See? And you hold on to that image, and that image keeps one. Faith cometh by how? Hearing. You have to do these things out loud. See, the more you hear, the more faith. Cause start with, you just can't believe it. It's, it's too big for you, see? You just can't believe it. It's too big. See? But you keep thinking about that image, and keep developing it, keep developing it, and what? Then faith will begin to rise, and then you'll say, Oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. It's mine. See, then when faith arrives, done that, then, then it's over with from that point on, see. And if you ever get it one time, then you won't ever be the same no more. You won't ever be the same no more. The devil can no longer talk you out of whatever the need is because you've already got the process. You've already, you, you understood. And it feels complicated. It feels cumbersome. It feels hard. But the first time you ever buttoned your shirt was like that too, wasn't it? Hmm? And then the more we button our shirt, we don't even think about it anymore, right? The same process, see, it, it, it's changing that con- subconscious thought and making it be what it's supposed to be instead of what we've developed it all these years to be. See, because we painted all those pictures in our mind by our, by what people's told us about ourselves, by our experiences and what we've seen others do. It's painted all those images, see, and most of them are negative images. So when we hear something, our mind goes right to that, that negative image. When we hear cancer, what do we think? We think death. Why? 
See? That information didn't come from God. It didn't come out of the Bible. It comes from experience, see? So we have to repaint that image, whatever it takes to get that for us to anchor our... What does the Bible talk about anchoring our soul? What's He talking about? Our problem is our mind, our will, and our emotions. That's where we have the problem at. It's not in our spirit. It's our mind, our will, and our emotions. Those things make us emotional, see? They get on our mind. They worry us. They bother us. Why? Because we connected to that wrong image. See, we connected to that defeat instead of that above only. See, and it takes time. It's a process. But if you'll do that, if you'll get that other image and you'll hold on to it and look it and talk about it and see it, and then, then your faith will rise and the next thing you'll know, you'll, you'll, you'll be there. And it's not a hard process. It's the same process when, when you got saved to do, to do the rest of it. Anybody got, anybody on that? We're good? Alright. So see, everything in your life hinges on your willingness to receive. Even salvation which cannot be earned must be received. You will never walk in the abundance of God desire. You will never walk in the abundance God desires you to have if you believe prosperity is something to be feared. Financial provision is good. Always. I don't share the belief system of many that money is evil. Something to be avoided or not pursued. Now, you know, First Timothy 6.10 says it's the love of money, not money. It's people that, that's the first thing that you're always about money, you know. And I always thought this was funny. Because I've heard it preached against money my whole life. But why they people talk against it, not even preachers, they talk against it, and preachers talk against it, but why are they always trying to get it? You ever notice that? They always, they, they talk about it, you, you don't supposed to have it, but they're always trying to get it. You know, and I, and I see this a lot too. So, so when Aunt Susie died and left them that big inheritance, why didn't they give it away if God didn't want them to have it? Huh? They don't, see, they, see how two-faced that is? They really don't, they're using that as an excuse for where they're at in their life. They're not taking responsibility of, of being subservient in the financial world. And doing something about it. They'd rather say, well, it ain't God's will. Then, then they have no, no reason to change. There's no pressure on them to do anything different. But if you notice that everybody talks it, it's always after the money. You know, and I, 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 and I think about this all the time too when I, when I hear this on taxes. You gotta pay your fair share. Well, who was always telling us to pay our fair share? These millionaires and these billionaires, right? I ain't seen one of them say, you know, I believe in this so much, I just wrote a million dollar check to the IRS just to help out. You see, that they don't really believe it. They just something for them to say to, 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 to get you to do something they want you to do when they don't do it themselves. See? Have you ever seen one of them write a check? Say, look, I just give extra. I believe, you know, we can't be overtaxed. I just, I just gave extra. <laughs> well, what are they doing? They got that money in offshore accounts. They work in all these accounting rules. Why? So they don't have to pay taxes, not pay more taxes. Then they complain when they got to pay taxes. Yeah, just like us. They no different than us. They they just they just preach down at us to do do something. You know, most people that talk that stuff don't do it. And same thing with, with with people not wanting you to have have money. But I've been there. Most everybody's been there when you wanted to do something for your family or your child and you couldn't do it, right? You just couldn't do it. How did that make you feel? 
that ain't that ain't that ain't right. See that that ain't that ain't how God wants it to be. See how much happiness does it give you when you can help your children? Not, I mean, not just in money, but in vice or or, or whatever. Because most of us in this room, I, I've been known most of my my whole life. You know, m- most of where we are today, we we come from nothing and made ourselves something, and we got a lot of experience and a lot of hit a lot of pitfalls that 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 we could help others avoid, and 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 that's why and that's something that aggravates me too about Christians. We never want to discuss our mistakes. That's what helped me more than anything is people that, that I admire realizing they made a mistake and they, they, they messed up, you know, and you can learn from that, you know, but we need to be able when, when we have opportunity to share our pitfalls with others because it'll help them say, Hey, you know, they, we all have these problems, you know, and, and, and it just, it just it always helped me to know that, 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 that people that I think have got it together really don't always have it together. And I'm talking about in faith and in the in the Christian world, you know that they have the same pitfalls I have. They get over in the flesh. Well, y'all heard Smiley, uh, Smiley, and I said Smiley. Smiley might have said it too. I don't know, but it really helped me when he stood up there and said he just said S O B. You know, I like, I feel better now. Because <laughs> we yeah we, we love the Lord, but we just don't know how much is still down in them deep dark corners that we've never got out. Yeah. I just I got to that part of the service so yeah. that they could hear that, but also the rest of what he said about not that just he cusses sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, there's a lot of stuff, and then when the right circumstance or the right pressure hits us, that that comes gushing out. We look around just like we surprised everybody else is that. Where did it come from? How did he get out of that? What is in there? You know, but it's but it's still you know, and it, it'll take us getting to heaven before we ever get all those 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 recesses in our well, spirit ever cleaned up. Yeah. I mean, because no matter how long, I can tell you this, and I'm sure there's me, no matter how long you've been a Christian, when you get under pressure, you still feel that urge to lie. As much as you don't want to, you still feel that urge. What you laughing about? <laughs> See y'all next week.